This is Mixtress Ray, and you're listening to What's This Bitch Talking About? To which the answer to that question is every episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer exactly 20 years after its original air date. So, that means that tonight we are talking about the episode entitled As You Were. This is the one where Riley comes back, and his life is great, and he's married now, and it makes Buffy feel bad about herself. But it gets her to do something that she's needed to do for a while, which is break up with Spike. Okay, so that's pretty much the whole episode. Uh, talk to you guys later. <laughs> no. Um, this is one that, like, perfectly enjoyable. I like this episode, but I feel like there's not a whole lot to say about it. It's So, okay, let's see. The episode begins with one of Buffy's co-workers is talking to her about... Um, I don't know, he's being weird and self-righteous. Like, he's saying some shit about politics or something, and then he starts talking about Machiavelli. So, I know that there's something there that we're su supposed to catch on to. It's like one of those things that, of course, what they were talking about has something to do with... I don't know what Machiavellian means. I don't care to look it up. Um, I mean, normally I probably would care to look it up, but right now, no. <laughs> I just started my period today and my brain is only at like uh, half, half functionality and this isn't a super important episode anyway. So we're just going to have some fun. We're not going to worry about what Machiavellian means. You probably know because you're probably smart, but I don't know. But anyway, so he's saying some shit about politics and crap, her coworker, coworker. And then he says to her, oh, I keep forgetting you dropped out of school. Like, ew, that's just like a shitty thing to say to someone, you know? Um, and so then, so that's whatever. That's the first scene. Then Buffy goes home. She's got dinner for Dawn from the Double Meat Palace. Um, and she sees Spike outside. Oh, she, she finds a vampire on her way home through the cemetery um, and the vampire decides that he actually doesn't want to eat her anyway because she smells like fast food. And he tries to, like, back up and just, like, walk away from her. And she stakes him. And then she gets home. And Spike is hiding behind a tree. And she notices him. So it's not the very first thing that she says to him. But one of the very, very first things that she says to him is, No, Spike. She just starts the conversation with no. And then he coerces her anyway. And they have sex like, I assume right there in the front yard next to the tree, which, ew, don't you think, wouldn't you worry that someone's going to see you? Like, whatever. Anyway, then she goes inside. She's got grass stains on the back of her coat and Willow notices and she says, some vamp get rough rough with you? And Buffy says he's not getting any gentler. Um, and then 
Dawn and Willow invite Buffy to go out to the bronze and Dawn and Willow invite Buffy. Did I say Dawn and Buffy invite Willow? Anyway, Dawn and Willow invite Buffy to go to the bronze. She says no. She stays home and tries to scrub the grass stain out of her coat and listens to sad music and they go out. Anya and Xander throughout the whole episode are like stress eating and arguing about the wedding because um, demons and and Xander's family, which he calls monsters. So demons and monsters are coming to town to stay with them um, for the wedding, which is in a week. Which, there's our warning. We get to see Xander leave Anya at the altar in a week from today. Is that correct? Let me check my calendar. Yep. Week from today. Oh, God. And then it just gets... The next, like, three or four episodes in a row are just super fucking punishing for different reasons. And so, okay, here we go. Um, This one isn't as bad, though. This is kind of our last, like, not super upsetting episode. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I just keep, like getting nervous about like, I don't know. I just, I need to get through it. I think I'm going to be celebrating guys. Let's see. Just because I got distracted by the calendar, we might as well go for it. Okay. So next week we're going to have to talk about Xander leaving Anya at the altar. The week after that, we have that episode where Buffy is Buffy crazy and she's just been in an insane asylum this entire time. And then entropy which one's entropy and then we have like the entire month of april we have no buffy to talk about until the very end where we talk about entropy i don't remember which episode that one is off the top of my head so maybe that one isn't super super awful and then after that we have the most upsetting episode of buffy that has ever existed seeing red and then the rest of may we just have the um episodes where Willow goes off the deep end and tries to kill everyone. And I mean, honestly, those episodes are kind of fun, aren't they? I think. So really, we only have like four more episodes of like punishingness. Anyway, jeez. Okay. We're going to be okay. I know like no one's worried (laughs) except me. Okay. Um, so my next note is Anya and Xander are cute, stress eating all episode. It just, it seems really relatable at this moment. You know, they're just kind of stressed about all the wedding plans and shit. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's kind of cute at this point. Um, Willow and Dawn talking at the bronze, having a good little conversation. So Dawn has just completely forgiven Willow at this point because she's doing so well and blah, blah, blah. And Willow says at one point, they're talking about Tara a little bit. And Willow says at one point, you know, if I did call Tara, she wouldn't hang up on me. So progress. (laughs) So it's cute. Um, and we're going to get to see them kind of like getting back together soon, right before Tara dies. Ah. 
we see this little moment of Buffy wakes up late. She's on the couch. She's falling asleep on the couch, I guess. She wakes up um, and she's chasing down the garbage truck with cans of, with her bags of garbage and she doesn't catch them. And she comes back inside and she gets a, she opens a letter. So I guess the mail's already come. Dawn's getting ready to leave for school. Uh, Buffy opens a letter and it's a rejection letter from UC Sunnydale. They're not letting her come back. Um, I didn't pause it to see like if there were more details in the letter, like if there was some kind of reasoning for them not letting her back into school. But I mean, I don't think she even told anyone that she was trying to sign up for school again. Or if she did, it was just like a passing comment that I don't remember that happened in a former episode or something. But so I guess she was trying to get back into school and she got rejected. She doesn't even tell anyone that her letter was rejected at all, which is sad. Um, next scene, Buffy's working at Double Meat Palace again. Riley shows up and he tells her that he needs her help. So she just leaves work in the middle of a shift and she doesn't get fired for it, I don't think, because I'm pretty sure she's still working there later. Or maybe she's not. Maybe that's it for Double Meat Palace. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. That might have been her quitting. Huh. I wonder if that's true. I think it might be. I don't think we see her at the Double Meat Palace again. So that must have been her quitting. I guess stay tuned. Because <laughs> I don't think we ever see her there again. And I don't think they, like, really mentioned that she quit. And I don't think I ever put it together that she was quitting in that moment. But maybe she was. Okay, well, cool. So she quits the Double Meat Palace, I guess. She goes with Riley to help him. No question. Um... There's, like, sexual tension between them, blah, blah, blah. Um, and Michael asked, is Riley going to compensate her? Because he just, you know, took her away from her job for official government business. So she she should get paid for helping him right now, right? <laughs> it's like, I didn't think of that, but absolutely she should get paid. But, of course, she doesn't get paid for anything that she does, that she has skill for doing. She doesn't get paid for being a slayer ever. Um, Riley says something in the car about how he has many stories to tell her or something or stuff to catch up on or whatever. And Buffy's like, well, did you die? And Riley says no. And she's like, I'm going to win. <laughs> he doesn't ask any more questions about that, but whatever. Um, we... Let's see. We cut to Xander and Anya are in the car going to pick up Xander's uncle Rory at the airport. And they're just kind of arguing about wedding stuff and they're eating chips still. Like throughout this entire episode, they're just eating different bags of chips. Um, and Buffy and Riley, bunch of sexual tension. They're fighting this demon thing. Uh, then... Riley's wife shows up right before a commercial break and just says, what are you doing with my, what exactly are you doing with my husband? And then a custom commercial. 
because of course during all that time that Riley and Buffy were like in the car over to fight the demon fighting the demon they had no time for him to tell her that he's married now of course not um then during the fight with um the demon and Buffy and Riley and um Riley Sam they uh Buffy kills the demon because not only did he not update her on the fact that he is married now but he did not tell her that the demon that they were tr tracking they weren't going to kill um so she accidentally killed the demon because they didn't tell her not to kill it because they were trying to track I don't know I don't know why they were fighting it if they were trying to track it to its nest like, wouldn't they want to stay hidden and just watch the demon from afar? I don't know. This episode is not structured very well. Anyway. Um, then they meet back at Buffy's house. So Sam is introduced to everyone. Um, there's this a couple of cute moments between Dawn and Riley in this episode because Dawn is just kind of like, you know, she's mad at Riley because he just disappeared. You know, from her point of view, he just disappeared. And he didn't say goodbye and all that. And um, so um, Dawn says hi to Riley. Um, Willow has this cute little through line throughout the episode where she, so she comes up after, you know, Sam is introduced to everyone. She comes up to Buffy and she's like, I'm prepared to hate her if you want me to. And Willow's like, what? no, you can't do that. And Willow's like, no, that's the beauty of it. You can't, but I can. <laughs> and it's just a sweet little friendship moment thing, you know, which we don't get those little moments very often anymore between Willow and Buffy. Um, so we get that cute little moment. And then at some point, Sam, she's just like getting along with everyone. She's, you know, saying she's just kind to everyone and relatable and cool and all that stuff. Um, so everyone really likes her. And, um, at some point like Willow storms off because of something to do with magic addiction that Sam said, um, Sam comes into the kitchen later to talk to Willow and she's like, man, I think I really stepped in it in there. And then she tells a story about how she was working with some shamans and they got addicted to magic. And she just tells Willow, I've never, I've never known someone who can give it up. And, you know, like, so she just basically tells Willow that she's really strong and that's sweet. And then Sam and Buffy get paired together to like go track the demon or try to figure out where the nest is or whatever the fuck. And Riley goes off by himself for, you know, stupid plot reasons, of course. And they're just walking through the cemetery, Sam and Buffy, and Sam is just really sweet to Buffy. And, you know, she kind of talks to her about Riley and how hung up on Buffy he was and how Sam and Riley ended up together. And like, it's, it's just sweet. Sam is just sweet. She's cool and she's sweet. And I'm kind of glad that they did this, you know, um, it's nice to get a little bit of closure on the Riley situation, you know, because he did leave on bad terms and he came back to have Buffy's help with something. And now she knows that he's married. So she gets to have some closure on that, you know, like even though it's not what she wanted, you know, if 
Riley hadn't been married, she probably would have tried to reconcile with him at this point. But that's not the right thing. Like, Riley and Buffy shouldn't be together. But, um, so it's good that she gets to have some closure. It's good that we get to have some closure. It's good that we get to see Riley in a functioning, happy relationship. Because he couldn't have that with Buffy. And I know that most people don't give a shit about Riley and everybody hates Riley and blah, blah, blah. But... I think it's nice to see him because he's a nice boy, okay? <laughs> I think it's nice to see him with someone that is his equal and can love him back, you know? I'm just saying. Just saying. So then Buffy is feeling bad about herself through this conversation with Sam, through no fault of hers because she was being fine, but... Buffy's just in such a bad place right now that she just can't even have a conversation about Riley with Riley's new wife, you know. So she finds an excuse for them to split up and she goes to talk to Spike for information and then she ends up fucking him. And it's kind of one of the most fucked up times that we've seen it just because she, she asks Spike... She like says, tell me you love me. Tell me you want me. And she just like gets him to, you know, she's using him the whole time. But now she's like, you know, dictating what he says. And, you know, it's just, it's, you can see that this is, I don't know, that this is definitely, she's using him. Like we know that. And, and you can definitely see that that's the case in this particular instance. Um, Riley shows up after Buffy and Spike have sex and they're just like napping, like again with the plot shit, like they should have just shown Riley showing up like right as they were finishing or something because he wasn't supposed to show up, I guess, like while they were having sex. Um, but he shows up after and they're kind of napping and it, to me it's like, really? Did, did we need it to go down like that? <laughs> like, like, did they have time to take a nap afterwards? <laughs> you know what I mean? But anyway, Riley shows up, um, Buffy and Spike are naked and, uh, Buffy like gets up like with the blankets around her and stuff. And of course she's really embarrassed because Riley catches this situation and Spike is hilarious, though. He just, like, takes the blanket off and scoots to the end of the bed. And his his legs are totally spread apart. He doesn't care at all. So Riley has to see everything of Spike. And turns out Spike is the doctor, the guy that they're looking for that is harboring the eggs to this demon. Um, Buffy is in disbelief at first. She's like... I don't think Spike could do this. He's too stupid. Um, and Riley's like, what are you talking about? Spike, he's deadly, immoral, opportunistic, um, which is kind of perfect. Deadly, amoral, and opportunistic. Yep, that pretty much describes Spike right there. Um, and at one point, like, kind of the quote of the episode, as far as, like, you know, truth is concerned... Spike says to Buffy, you know what I am. You've always known. You come to me all the same. You know, because Buffy's kind of punching Spike to show off for Riley. And she's kind of like 
saying that Spike is stupid in front of Riley and all this shit. She's being awful. And then, and Spike's kind of like on the verge of tears whenever he says that. I'm, I'm just going to say it again, what he says. You know what I am. You've always known. You come to me all the same. He's not wrong. Um, turns out the, he has a bunch of these demons eggs in his like basement area, which is where Spike and Buffy usually have sex. Did she just not notice all of these eggs? I guess Spike just brought them there pretty recently. Fuck. I don't know. Whatever. Uh, I just wrote labia eggs cause they look kind of, they look like the, uh, you know, the alien eggs. They kind of look like those. They were definitely based on those. Um, next we get a scene with Xander and Anya in the bathroom at Xander's apartment. And like, I, we're, there's lots of crashing and fighting and shit happening outside the door. So we're supposed to think that Anya's demon friends are fighting with Xander's family that are staying and all this shit. Um, and it kind of harkens back to like, we've seen Xander hide from his family a lot of different times, his drunken family that are always yelling at each other and stuff. And, um, so now Anya's with him as well. And they have this really sweet little conversation. Anya's really stressed and she keeps calling the wedding a marriage. And at one point, um, Xander says something that makes Anya go, Oh, so what you're saying is our wedding is not our marriage. And Xander's like, yeah, cause one of those things fills me with fear and trepidation. And the other one is whatever. I don't remember exactly. I didn't write it down, but essentially what he's saying is he's looking forward to their marriage and he can't wait for the wedding to be over. And it's kind of sweet. And it really, it's so sad to know that they're not going to make it. Um, because that is really sweet. And it was some, it's something that I remember, like whenever I was planning a wedding, you know, like it's not that big of a deal. It's just a party. The marriage is the important thing. The fact that I want to make this like extra special commitment to someone is the important thing. It's not the fucking wedding. Like the wedding doesn't matter. It's just a party. It's just a party. You can do whatever you want with it. It doesn't have to resemble any other wedding you've ever been to. You don't have to invite anyone if you don't want to. You can do it however you want. And you know, if I had like fully realized that I would have done things differently, but I still, I did okay. I, I didn't hate what I decided to do for my wedding, but anyway, then we get a scene between Riley and Buffy after they've left Spike's place. Oh yeah. Uh, Buffy like throws a grenade down into Spike's basement situation and, um, she blows up all the eggs. Um, and Riley says something kind of sweet to Buffy, you know, like they're having a conversation and Buffy's like, wow, it must be so great for you. Like your life is going great. And you come back and you see, you know, that my life is shit. And Riley says, I mean, it sounds like kind of like folksy like advice, but it's cute coming from Riley. He says, and I want this to be like on a motivational poster or something. He says, the wheel never stops turning. Buffy, you're up, you're down. It doesn't change who you are. 
you're a hell of a woman. And it's just really, really sweet. And that's kind of a condensed version of what he said because it was like a whole speech. But I just thought that was cute and sweet. And he's not wrong. And this little speech actually kind of inspires her. Um, yeah, to break up with Spike. So um, then we get like goodbyes. We're at the magic box and like a helicopter comes to pick up. Sam and Riley, whatever. But Riley hugs Dawn goodbye, and everyone says goodbye, and Willow's gonna email Sam, and blah, blah, blah. And then after they pull off into the helicopter, um, Willow walks over to Buffy and says, What a bitch. <laughs> Which, of course, she's not, but it was just funny. That whole thing was just funny. And then... Buffy, the, the last scene is Buffy shows up at Spike's crypt and she's wearing like jeans and this beautiful lavender shirt. You can tell that, you know, something has changed for Buffy. So she comes in and she, again, I've condensed what she said down. So this isn't the full thing, but she says, I can't love you. I'm using you. It's killing me. And she says, I'm sorry, William. I don't think we've ever seen her use his real name. I don't think. So, you know, and at first he's not taking her seriously because, you know, she says the same shit to him all the time. But then when she gets serious and she says his real name, he gets it. And she walks out and she literally... Because he's, like, surveying the wreckage of his, like, basement area. I don't know what else to call it. Like, he lives in a crypt, and then there was, like, a hollowed-out spot underneath the crypt. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so she's in his, like, basement area, and when she goes up after breaking up to up with him, she's literally walking into the light. Buffy is choosing the light, and she's leaving Spike. Thank God. I used to hate that because I used to really love their, like, relationship. But back when I loved their relationship, I was a much more fucked up person relationship-wise. And, you know, now I know what a good relationship is like. So seeing her get out of this terrible relationship makes me happy. I never, I don't think I ever noticed, and it's so obvious to me now, but I don't think I ever noticed the whole Buffy's walking into the light. She's just left Spike and she's walking into the light. <laughs> I don't think I ever noticed that before, which is dumb because I should have noticed that because it was pretty obvious, but I didn't notice it until this time. And I'm so happy, even though this is very temporary. I mean, it's not actually like as far as like, this is Buffy's turning point. Like, as much as this kind of seems like a little bit of a, not necessarily a throwaway episode, but it seems like it's not that important of an episode, but it actually is. Because this is the moment, you know, confronting Riley again. And I think possibly getting some closure on, like, what's happened with Riley was pretty important for her. So now she knows, and she has some closure so she can move on so she can make decisions about her own life again. So now, I mean, she got closure in a couple different ways in this episode, right? Like presumably she just left her stupid job that she hates. She got rejected for going back to school. So she knows that's not an option now. 
and she knows that Riley is no longer an option and she's left Spike. So she's made some decisions about her life. I mean, some decisions were made for her, but others she made for herself, like leaving the job and leaving Spike. She made those decisions for herself and now she can move on. And so this is the turning point for Buffy. She is actually starting to do better after this episode, despite the fact that we're going to see a lot of really upsetting shit still throughout the rest of the season. She, this is the moment where she takes, you know, makes choices for herself and her own future. And she's starting to like literally turn towards the light. So that's really nice. <laughs> Even though I know we don't get to bask in that light. Um, we're just going to be plunging back into the darkness immediately in the next episode. But you know, I mean, as far as upsetting shit goes, Anya leaving Spike, ah, bleh, Xander leaving Anya at the altar is not as upsetting as other things that we're going to deal with in this season. So let's do ratings, shall we? Wow, that was short. Holy shit. Object of the episode? Um, I don't know. I don't remember. Like, we didn't have any scenes in the magic box. There wasn't any cool witchy shit in the background. We really barely even had scenes at Buffy's house, just in the kitchen, really. Um, I don't know what my object of the episode would be. Hold on, let me think about it. Yeah, I really don't know. <laughs> I can't think of anything. Outfit of the episode, like, no one was really wearing anything that interesting in this episode. Because Riley and Sam were both just wearing, like, you know, mission-specific like, I don't know, bulletproof stuff or whatever. Um, Buffy was wearing that cute, like, sort of, you know what? That'll be my object of the episode. Buffy's coat before the grass stains. It was just like a cute, like, citronella pea coat. And I've never really had a pea coat that was, I had one that was good once, but it was the wrong size. And I should have realized that in the moment that even though I really, really loved it, it was a little too small for me. <laughs> okay. Citronella Peacoat. Sure. That's my object of the episode. Outfit of the episode. I just don't know. I remember vaguely that Willow looked kind of cute when they went to the bronze, but I don't... Oh no. Okay. Let's give it to Anya at the bronze. We didn't see her full outfit because she was sitting down the whole time, but it was a green shirt that had this interesting lacing detail that threaded through it in like geometric patterns. Um, so we'll give it to Anya. That's just really one of the only things I even remember about people's outfits in this episode. Um, quote of the episode. Let's go with that one that I said when Spike was like, you know what I am. You've always known you come to me all the same. So sure. That's the quote. Um, oh, there was this funny little moment when Riley first showed up at Double Meat Palace and he's talking to Buffy at the counter. Um, and she just can't like hear anything that he's saying because she's just in shock that he's there. And at one point she just says, 
my hat has a cow. <laughs> because she's just realizing how Riley is perceiving her in that moment. And she's wearing her double meat palace hat that has a cow on the front and like chicken feathers on the back and all that stuff. MVP of the episode. Let's give it to Sam. Cause this is the only time we ever see her and she's pretty fucking cool. Um, five by five. I mean, this episode is good, fine, serviceable, great. I'll give it a three and a half out of five. Sure. Why not? Doesn't make me want to cry. <laughs> Um, and it's a good episode for Buffy because she's moving forward with her life because of the shock and the closure at see seeing Riley. So that's pretty cool. And I love, I love that we got to see Riley have a happy ending, you know, because so many people, it seems like just everybody disrespects him as a character. So it's, it's just nice to see him getting a good life after everything that he went through, you know, just saying. Okay. Wow. Was this my shortest episode of Buffy of what's this bitch talking about ever? Possibly. Um, I'll see you next week where we'll talk about hell's bells. Bye.